welcome back to the Elemental Evan Show. How is everyone doing? How are your holidays going? I hope it's been great and filled with family and friends and just great times. That's definitely how it's been for myself. And speaking of great friends and just overall great people, I have an amazing guest here on the show today. This is my very first acro yoga teacher. Uh, she walked me through a lot of the basics and helped us to really progress, Ashley and I. Uh, she's an incredible yoga teacher. I've taken many of her classes, and she is a chemistry teacher. So just basically an all-around amazing, super great person. And without further ado, allow me to welcome Heather. Hey, Evan. Thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to be here. Absolutely, Heather. I'm so happy to finally have you on here. I know this has been something in the works for a long time, but now we finally got it going. So I'm stoked to start talking about this. Dude, me too. Me too. So tell me, what's uh, what's going on? Because I haven't seen you in a minute. What like Anything new going on with you? Yeah, so um, I did something pretty cool yesterday. I actually filmed sort of my very first ever online course. I've done some online things before, mostly like Zoom yoga teaching during the pandemic, like so many yoga teachers did. Um, and I put out like a little mini online course on meditation a while ago, but this is really like my first like intensive, like I'm going to put out a seven day class really just on handstands. And I've been planning it for a little bit. I got to film it with um, my boyfriend's friend who's a professional videographer. He's super great. His name's Cody and he filmed it all for me. And it was like just the most amazing time and experience. And I'm excited to put it out there. It's really, it's going to be a cool thing. That's really awesome. Actually, I didn't know you had uh, put out like meditation videos as well. That's uh, really cool. Yeah, kind of. It was like, um, it was called an intuitive balance workshop. And I had like participants, we would meet in person on Zoom. And then I put out some like pre-recorded meditations for them, which was a really fun experience too. But different than this course that I just did, which is all completely online. And there's not really like that interactive portion as much included. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I have a little experience with online courses, but uh, I'm really stoked for this. Um, first off, if you guys, first off, okay, you all need to follow Heather on Instagram. Okay, she's killing it. Um, she is doing a full year's worth of handstands, right? Yep, yep. It's my second year doing this, actually. I did it in, I think, 2018 was the first time I did it, um, where it was a handstand a day for 365 days, starting on January 1st. So now I'm in... You know, it's my second time and I'm at like day 346 or whatever today is. <laughs> yeah. So if, uh, if that kind of doesn't give her a little bit of credibility, uh, I don't know what does. She's killing the game with the handstands, literally a handstand a day. Uh, and I'm super excited about this course. So is it like you're kind of walking people through how to build their handstand practice or what, what's this uh, like based around? Sure. So, um, this course is really like for those students that need to get off the wall, really. It's called get the fuck off the wall because <laughs> I've awesome. been a yoga teacher for over nine years. And I had these students that I would just see year after year, kicking up to the wall, kicking up to the wall, kicking up to the wall. I'd be like, man, you got to get off the wall. Time to put on your big boy panties and get off the wall. And they're like, oh, I really want to, but I'm so afraid. And I get it because I was afraid too. So this class is really just for those people that already know they can like kick up to the wall. They can kind of hold their weight upside down if there's a wall there, but they're ready to move forward. They want to take it off the wall. They want to figure out how to balance in the middle of the room and kind of progress to that point. So it's really just for those like, 
that target of students and it's seven days. It's super quick. It's just about 10 minutes a day where I give you some techniques and some practice to really hone your skills and like how to fall out safely from a handstand so that you're no longer nervous away from the wall because that's really where the magic happens. I mean, you know, you do handstands too, that like you're never gonna learn how to balance your handstand if you're always kicking up to the wall. So you gotta get to that place where you feel confident and safe. Okay, that's super awesome (laughs) because I held myself on the wall for a really long time. I think acro kind of helped me move away um, from the wall, but that's really a super important practice there is learning to kind of build that confidence and also the security and falling out, right? Like that's, that's a little scary, but uh, on that note too, like I'm personally going to get your course because yeah, like uh, my, my handstands, they can definitely use work. Um, I don't usually go towards the wall, although maybe I should sometimes. So (laughs) I'm going to like check this out and like see what kind of techniques you have going. Thanks. Yeah. Check it out. I mean, I think you're your handstands are good, man. Like, don't, no, don't no. doubt yourself. You got this. <laughs> Thank you very much, Heather. Look, look, you see that? You see that teaching right there? It's a beautiful teacher right there. <laughs> hey, I'm here to empower. <laughs> Thank you, Heather. Um, okay, so wait, where is this course going to be at, though? Okay, so it's all going to be posted online. Um, the website is gtfothewall.teachable.com. <laughs> awesome. So people can find it there. So like GTFO, get the fuck out, but I figured get the fuck off, right? Same yeah. thing. Uh, so they could find it there or, you know, they can come to my Instagram. It's just my name. So it's just at Heather Marillo on Instagram. So either way, they could find it both places. Okay, cool. Um, I will absolutely be posting that in the show notes for every, anyone and everyone who is interested in that. Um, I already took, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be there. So I'll be taking that as well. Um, are you going to do, wait, sorry, when were you going to release this? Um, my goal is to release it by January 1st. So that way I know so many people have new year's resolutions centered around handstands. I certainly do a lot of times where I'm like, this is the year that I get the handstand or I get the press or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be for those people who are ready to really go for it. Uh, So it'll be released then. But if people want to sign up uh, for pre-release, it's just $25 for a seven day course. So if they sign up before January 1st, they get that pre-release price of 25 bucks. Okay. Um, you guys are crazy if you don't just hop on this because $25 is an insane price for this. Uh, I can already tell you, knowing Heather's experience, that this is going to be well worth the investment and worth more. So hop on this before January 1st, right? Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, if you want to lock in that price, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Heather and this course. That's really cool. I'm actually really pumped myself. Uh, but, okay, thank you very much for sharing that, Heather. That's incredible. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm just like, I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little excited here. I'm going to move on from this. Um, okay. Let's, let's get into how we became friends, Heather. Oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I don't know if I should share this with your listeners, but cause I know like right now, like I have so much love for you, Evan. I think you're the most thank you, Heather. awesome person. Like if you guys don't know Evan personally, he's just such a generous guy, always makes everyone feel comfortable, super easy to talk to him. Like he's good in any situation, right? Like so socially smart. I don't think I know anyone as socially smart as you actually. You're at the top of my list. 
Yeah, for real. But I'm not going to lie. I kind of thought you were a dick the first time I met you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Please break this down. I, I, I need a, I, I, uh, I'm definitely a Libra. And so (laughs) when people don't like me, it's, (laughs) it causes an issue. Ashley's like, you're such a people pleaser. Um, and she's not totally wrong. So, okay. So what happened Heather? Well, um, I first met Evan because he came to my acro yoga class and you know, this was kind of like in the early-ish days of me teaching acro yoga with my previous acro partner, Bien. And we had a workshop going on and Evan walked in with Ashley and he asked about the acro yoga workshop and he had some experience. And so he kind of said to me like, oh, well, what's this workshop going to be like? Is it like super beginner? Because we already know some stuff and we signed up for some other workshops that were really too easy for us. And I already had like a whole washing machine planned for this workshop, which, you know, for those of you who practice acro yoga, you know, that's a series of movements that can get pretty difficult at times. And I was like, who's this dick? Like trying to tell me my class isn't going to be hard enough for him. And I was like, no, it's like an intermediate workshop. Like we're going to be going over like barrel roll, I think was the thing we were doing. And he was like, okay, maybe we'll check it out. And then he came and I mean, at that point, I mean, Evan is an amazing acro yoga base at this point. Like he barrel rolls, no issue for him anymore. Thank you. you. But then it was new. And so he came and it was just challenging enough that I think he really got that like sparklet and you started coming back to my class and I was like, okay, like now we could be cool. And I realized how cool you were and you were, yeah, very teachable and like very open to what we were doing, which was fun, but yeah, by the way, guys, at this point, Heather was a rock star beyond my beyond my ability. Um, so it's really funny to hear this, though, because so Ashley and I, we started Acro um, just through like Instagram videos and YouTube videos. And uh, we were kind of teaching ourselves and we built a, a strong foundation within our first year. And then we went to Bali and at the yoga barn, they had a Acro yoga class that we decided to take like we'd never taken class before. But this was definitely a super beginner class to the point that let's just say we started off the whole class with like eclectic dance. So <laughs> it was like not really acro based. Um, we did a uh, bird and chair pose, I think, in that. And so I was a little bit like, oh, man, like that was like way too easy. And like it was like kind of a pri- pricey class. So um, I remember when we it was the yoga studio that Ashley and I would practice yoga at. And then I saw they had the acro class by UNBN. And so I was like, okay, I want to take it, but I want to make sure this is like going to be like for (laughs) real. Like I'm not trying to just go to like a beginner class, but that's really funny. Oh man. I'm so sorry for that. Heather. Uh, My bad. No, no, no. It's all good. It was like totally fine. And I so understand that feeling of like, is this going to be what I want it to be? Because, you know, it can kind of be like a crapshoot. Like you don't really know what you're getting into with certain workshops, especially at like small studios. Like you just don't know. And I mean, maybe I missed the mark. Maybe I should be teaching eclectic dance. You never know. <laughs> they were in Bali. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, you could, you could, but no, I, uh, you and BN always brought like something new and you always were progressing the whole community really, I felt. Um, but no, that, that was actually a very difficult class. Cause I think, I don't even remember if I actually got the full barrel roll in that class. So it was actually something I really had to work on afterwards. So it was, it was absolutely challenging. Yeah, it's a tough machine for sure, especially if you're just starting out. Like there's there's some tough transitions in it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, actually, on that note, what brought you and BN into the acro field? Like how did you get interested in it? Uh, well, we started because we had taken a little bit of acro 
from some teachers that were coming from the YMCA circus. So, I mean, I'm from Redlands, California, and in Redlands, there's a YMCA community circus, which is like one of the, it's actually, I think, the oldest running community circus in the U.S. So it's been around over 80 years. So we had, um, at our yoga studio, we had some instructors come from the circus that taught a little bit of partner acrobatics. And I always really loved that stuff. Like as a kid, I had friends that were in the circus. I always really wanted to be in it, but my parents just couldn't sign me up. It was like fairly expensive. So I would just like learn things from my friends that were in it as much as I could. And I was always like, oh, I really want to do acrobatics. This is so cool. So when I was, you know, teaching at the yoga studio and these circus instructors came and offered a workshop, I was like, well, I'm down. And so I went and I practiced a little bit and, you know, did some fun stuff. Some of it was familiar to me just from my like childhood experiences. And Bien, my fellow yoga instructor, was also there and he recognized that like I knew how to do some things. And so he was like, well, I want to work with her. Not that I was good by any stretch of the imagination because I wasn't. You were. I was totally not. Uh, So we kind of like played around a little bit and we had some fun and we had another yoga friend uh, who was also an instructor who said, well, come teach some acro at my studio in Rancho Cucamonga. And Bien was all about it. And I was like, dude, we don't know what we are doing. We cannot go teach this. And he kind of kept on it and was like, let's do this. Like, it sounds really fun. Like, let's, let's just go for it. And I'm the type of person that I don't want to teach something unless I have a really solid understanding of it. So I was very hesitant. And so I told him, okay, I'll do this with you, but only if we practice, because I don't want to look like a fool. So we did like what you and Ashley did is we started watching Instagram videos, YouTube videos of people that like were mostly out in LA um, doing much better acro yoga than we were and taught ourselves the basics and then started teaching some workshops. And then we decided to go to those teachers in LA to learn for real and just started teaching more workshops, more classes, and it kind of grew, and we built a really fun community, and, you know, just like you, like, I have a lot of friends from those years of teaching acro yoga, and it's just, like, the greatest mm-hmm. community builder. It's absolutely the greatest community builder, and, like, for example, you, I mean, you're a lifelong friend at this point, you know, um, and it's been, what, what was it, like, seven years, right? God, yeah, it's, it's got to be at least, at least seven, seven years, years right? yeah. Um, so yeah, acro is, it's incredible. Um, if you haven't tried it, like, please try it. It's amazing. You won't regret it. And also, yeah, it's like, it's kind of crazy though, because I've, I've talked about this before, but when Ashley and I were learning on our own, the progression rate was so slow, you know, like, I mean, it, it, we built a good foundation, but then once we started actually taking your class, like religiously, then at that point we started getting a really strong foundation and like instead of like it'd be as simple as oh hey your foot is turned out 45 degrees out just bring it in and put it like parallel with each other and then that would make all the difference you know and so having a teacher like UMBN to walk us through everything I felt like in like a year we progressed so much and then it just went on and on and on because really like you have to set that good foundation to really grow the acro practice. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's definitely true. And that was a struggle BN and I had because there was nobody in our area really teaching it. And so we kind of had to teach ourselves Mm -hmm. and then we would go out to workshops in LA and sometimes we do private lessons, but yeah, it really, really helps to have just like you said, like those little comments of like, Oh, just keep your foot parallel. And like, it's all the world of difference Mm -hmm. And then once you get that base of skills and like you're at a certain level, 
then you can almost watch a video and be like, okay, I think I could pretty much recreate this and you can figure a lot out just because you have that base of knowledge. But dude, it totally helps. Good instruction is so important. Yeah, uh, good instruction. Uh, also, I think it's nice for like you and BN having a, a yoga background because uh, I know one issue of mine was I was not flexible. Mm. And so <laughs> my stack was really bad as a base and as a base, which is crazy. Like you actually kind of have to be pretty flexible. Whereas the flyer, yes, you need to be flexible, but you need to be really strong too. Like yeah. you're Flyers ab workouts are insane. Like you're upside down half the time and knowing which way is left and right is really crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's an incredible workout and just a overall a great practice. And like you said, a community builder. I mean, every Wednesday when we would go to your class, like it was a highlight of my week, honestly. Dude, me too. It was so fun. Like those mm -hmm. years where we'd just be doing acro yoga until like midnight on a Wednesday, which is like, now I think of that. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. Like I have a kid, like I need to go to bed, but yeah. like, it was so fun. Like you just build bonds with those people that you work with because there's just so much trust you put in somebody when they're lifting you in the air and you're upside down on their feet and you're mm -hmm. like, this could go horribly wrong and I'm trusting that you're going to keep me safe. Yeah. Well, actually two points to that. Um, one is it's actually really interesting because I heard from Deepak Chopra that every, I think it was every mammal shares one, uh, a few things in common, but one is play. Every mammal plays. So like um, parents with their children, you know, or, or whatever, like you're, oh, there's a playing aspect because that builds a lot of social skills. And they are showing right now that we are actually losing that ability to play. So I think as an adult, especially finding something that activates that play mechanism, because like you said, staying out till 12, I don't even stay out to, for drinks to 12. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I was saying to like play literally like a kid yeah. just to do this, but it, it was incredible. Like I felt literally so awake and alive after each time it was it was the best yeah it's like the best like dopamine hit probably right like I don't know for sure but right. I would guess that mm. I mean it's just so engaging and like so many adults lose that play as they get older they're so locked down in like the day-to-day -day, like just going through the motions of like you know gotta get up gotta get to my job gotta get the kids to school gotta keep the house clean gotta cook the dinners and you know that's all well and good but like you lose the passion for life if you're not playing and having fun and i mean to this day like you're a testament to this like my strongest friendships are the people that i've had this play time with and we just don't really get that same sense of play in most of our adult lives. So wherever people can find it, I mean, if it's not acro yoga, find it somewhere else. I mean, maybe you play softball or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. It just, I don't really like sports like that. It doesn't it have the same appeal to me, but mm -hmm. acro yoga always did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, also the other thing I wanted to highlight, and this is just a testament to how much of a badass Heather really is, is, um, so like probably, the worst drop I've ever had with any flyer and I hate to say this but was with Heather um honestly this was a beautiful lesson for me I'm sorry you had to <laughs> bear the front of the consequences but um I did drop Heather doing something that honestly I was still learning and I should have been way more cautious with which taught me to respect the flyer a lot more and also to know my boundaries but Essentially, I dropped Heather on her nose. And did, did you break it? Yeah, yeah, I totally uh, did. <laughs> it was a rough fall. That was, to this day, I think still my like my worst fall. I mean, knock on wood, man, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want anything worse to happen. But 
I mean, it wasn't totally on you, right? Like I had a spotter that like didn't catch me and like, you know, that's not a knock on him either. Like, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but yeah, I got dropped to the floor straight to my face. So it was, it was rough. I was a little afraid. I was like, oh God, what am I going to see in the mirror when I look? But turns out it wasn't like the worst. I, I definitely had to skip work the next day or two because I kind of look like I in a car accident but (laughs) I mean it was fine I had like a private yoga lesson uh or acro yoga lesson scheduled for that weekend like where I was gonna practice hand to hands and I was like I guess I'm just doing this on a broken nose because I already had it scheduled and it still went for it and it was still good Okay. And then not only that, yeah, she then just hops back on the horse and not only like any horse, she hops back on me and does more (laughs) acro with me. Like she's crazy. Um, Heather, I can't apologize enough. Thank you so much for still like being my friend and working with me. Um, It's all good. But you seriously, you were just like, you popped up through some like, you know, tissues in your nose and you're like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Like no tears, like ridiculous. You're, you're super strong, Heather. So Thank you for that. Uh, well, I can't be a little bitch, so. <laughs> that is just her being super humble there. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, that's that's how we met, and that's how cool Heather is, and great she is at Acro Yoga. Um, and yeah, and then also, as far as like anything with yoga, like is there anything that you feel you wish to share about yoga or anything it's done for you or how you got into it, anything on regards with that? I mean, I really got into yoga like after after I had my daughter, I think. I'd practiced yoga kind of on and off before I had her. Uh, mostly as just like a way to be fit because I didn't really like traditional sports, but I liked working out. I liked being healthy and yoga was fun. But then I really got into it seriously um, after I had her because I wanted to get back in shape, but I also wanted to like feel good about my body again and really be in this place of like, I'm working out, but I'm not doing it to look a certain way. I'm doing it to feel better. And yoga was really able to give me that. It was like that. I want to go to it, not I have to. Mm. And I was so like inspired by that, that I wanted to teach it. And I'd already been a teacher. And so I thought like, okay, this is just teaching something else. I already know a lot about teaching. So I got certified and I taught for a lot of years and now I don't really teach so much yoga anymore. I do to my students at school actually, which is really cool. Um, But I just teach full-time school most of the time right now. Hence like the online course is something cool I could put out that like I had time to do on the side. But yeah, I mean, yoga was able to give me that like sort of balance between wanting to be fit, wanting to be strong, but also wanting to be healthy mentally Cause I'd been in a place where I'd like exercise to the point of like almost binge exercising. Cause I was so in my head about the way my body looked and really nervous about, you know, not looking good. And it just could become a really unhealthy place for me to be. And I don't want to live in that space anymore. And so yoga was able to give me that like good balance of like, Oh, I can take breaks if I feel like I need to. And that's fine. And that was encouraged instead of like one more rep, one more rep. And you know, I just really like the mentality of yoga. And I like now I feel like that sort of mentality of like balance kind of infiltrates my whole life. And that's something I really want to encourage people to do is just be healthier by being more balanced. Yeah, actually, um, that's super huge. And I think that is a great thing about yoga is that it allows you to kind of find what you need. And I think that's also why I like I won't even say liked, I like your classes so much is because 
you, I think in yoga, you can really get a feel for the teacher's like persona and stuff. And you have a very like comforting, warm persona. And so like, just not only the class, but the Shavasana, everything, it was like, I felt very comfortable in your class to like, you know, coming from a traditional sports background, I was very used to like, rep it out, rep it out, rep it out. And like, this was like, Hey dude, if you're not feeling it today, like go chill in a child's pose. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really okay. I mean, I had that experience literally yesterday Mm. where I was like waking up to go film this handstand class and I had, I was going to go meet Andrew to work out. Right. Like he had told me I'm working out at 10 o'clock. You can join me. And I was like, Oh, I should go do that. And then I woke up in the morning and I was just so tired and I was like, I don't want to get out of bed. Like I should go work out. Right. That should feeling. But then I thought, oh, if I'm really, really tuning into my body, what it's saying is it needs more rest. And so I'm going to honor that. And I stayed in bed a little longer. And shoot, I'm so glad I did because the filming ended up being really strenuous, right? Like I was in a handstand for like three hours yesterday, which is pretty challenging. Mm -hmm. So at the end of that, I was like, man, I'm actually really glad I didn't go work out beforehand because I wouldn't have been able to film as well as I did. And I think that's just something that like, isn't encouraged in our society enough to really listen to your body. And if Mm -hmm. it's saying it needs a rest, then give it a fucking rest. Mm -hmm. Like that's probably what you need. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I love that. And then just like, I think also that balance plays a big role in life in general in, you know, like for example, like with the dieting and stuff, you know, um, I know you wanted to touch on this topic and so let's kind of dig into, um, like what style dieting or just lifestyle do you do? I mean, I don't do any fucking dieting. Let's (laughs) be real. Um, I mean, that's the thing. Like there's a lot out there about nutrition and about diets and what the best diet is. And everybody's really promoting like veganism right now. And not that that's like bad in any way, but I think everybody's different. And so what works for one person and it's really optimal for them may not be optimal for another And in reality, I think probably, I mean, I'm certainly not doing a lot of real scientific testing on myself. I'm not testing my blood or anything like that. And so I go really based on intuition and how I feel and like how my digestive system feels, Mm -hmm. how, where my energy level is. Um, if I'm craving certain foods, like I usually really listen to that and not in the sense like, oh, I'm craving a whole pack of Oreos because I literally never eat a whole pack of Oreos. Like I think that's just my makeup. Like I'm kind of good at moderation. I don't really binge on anything. I'm good at, you know, if I want a cookie, I can have a couple and then just be like, okay, I'm done now. Like I'm, I'm good with that. I don't need more. And everybody's different. So I know there's some people out there that really want to like put hard limits on themselves because that's what they feel like they need. And I think that that is intuitive right there. Like if you know yourself, you know, you're prone to like binging, then, then don't maybe put those hard limits. But for me, really, I focus on balance. And so I think like diet is important, but in my personal opinion, I feel like diet is really just a part of the picture and maybe not even that big of a picture. Like I've read studies, seen studies of like centenarians and people live well into their hundreds and what they have in common is actually not diet, right? Mm -hmm. It's having purpose in life. It's having strong relationships. It's, you know really connecting with people. And I think that's so important and so underrepresented, undervalued. Mm -hmm. And for me, I find so much satisfaction in that. So it's really like, I focus on getting enough sleep. I focus on having really positive relationships in my life. And 
if there is a person that feels not super positive, then I try to like kind of push them to the sidelines a little bit in like a gracious way, hopefully. Um, because I really want to bring positivity and I want to be happy. And so I focus on being happy, happy in my job, happy, you know, in my home, happy with, you know, really just everything I'm doing day to day as much as I can. Right. So that's, that's kind of my lifestyle philosophy is like, Mm -hmm. All of those things make the whole picture of a life. It's not just diet. It's that's just a piece of the pie, really. Mm-hmm. I, I really love that you're saying that because even like through my health coaching, uh, when I was going through the schooling, they would always talk about primary foods and primary foods was nothing to do with the food you eat. It mm-hmm. was all about your um, relationships, your religion, your purpose in life, like mm-hmm. all the stuff you just mentioned, you know, and mm-hmm. it's very interesting because you're right. If you look at blue zones, that is a hundred percent, like a lot. Of, I mean, uh, actually they do tend to go towards more of like a vegetarian or pescatarian diet, you yeah. know? Um, but really it doesn't even come down to that. It's the fact that like they can sum up what they do, uh, in their life in one sentence, mm. they have a community that they literally meet with every single day. They contribute to something, you know, um, yeah, they're getting good sleep. Like there's so many different things that come into it. So that's like so huge, you know, people get really caught up in diets and personally, I mean, if you have a specific diet that works for you, that's great. But for example, like I did keto for a while, but keto is not meant to be done every single day for the rest of your life. It's a tool, you know, it's like cyclical keto is really how you should do it. If if you wanted to lose a little weight, maybe you go for that. But I think that's so important, Heather, to really highlight that what's on your plate is important, but also how you're living your life is really important, right? I mean, you look at like um, Ayurvedic practitioners and they go through the different sheaths of your body. And the first sheath is just your physical sheath. So like, yeah, you have your body, but then after that, you have your energetic self, you have your spiritual self, you have, you know, there's like so many levels. Yeah, totally. And like, that's where like having a strong community, right? Like we found it in acro yoga, which yeah. is great, mm-hmm. but like wherever you find that, if it's church, if it's the yoga studio, if it's your, you know, weeknight sports game, whatever it mm. is, like community is so important. Having those people that, you know, you can call if like shit hits the fan and they're going to be there for mm. you. Like that's so important. And I mean, also like you're feeding your body, but you're feeding your mind. So like, what are you listening to on the daily? Like, Mm -hmm. is it something really negative and fear-based or is it something that's uplifting and inspiring to you? Like listen to it, uplifting, inspiring things, whether it's like, you know, science or, you know, spiritual or, I mean, politics right now is so negative and it tends to be really negative and so I kind of try to stay a little bit away from that just because I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, like feeling good, being happy is more important. And that's just, I don't know, like that's just kind of my personal philosophy on life. And mm. Well, I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head, really. It's, um, you know, I, I think it's important to stay educated about the world, you know, but like, for example, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, the news, it's been proven. They like, they put things out that are meant to kind of scare you because as a natural reaction, you're, you're hardwired to focus on the bad because right. if it was a lion chasing you on the tundra, like you need to get away. Right. right. So it's uh, it's meant to look at the bad things. So it's like, it's good to stay informed. But then after that, live your life, enjoy, you know, I mean, right. I'm doing uh, this little course right now and I just hit a topic about water. And have you ever seen that study where they take um, 
uh, rice and it's like three different uh, uh, bins of rice and mm -hmm. on one they put a note that says I love you one has nothing and then one says I hate you hmm. and someone goes in there and says I love you to the rice that says I love you mm -hmm. nothing to the middle one and then I hate you to the third one and being that rice is obviously primarily water water they're trying to prove and it's already proven that water can hold like information hmm. and so when you look at the, th the three different uh, rices the one that says I love you it can go weeks without growing mold the mm. middle one grows mold at a normal rate and then the one that you say I hate you to grows mold really quick like it gets disgusting really fast so that's crazy yeah your your body is always listening and if like your the adult human body is on average 60% water so right. I mean right I've heard similar things about like water crystals, right? That when mm. they freeze, that the ones that like get positive messages will be these beautiful crystals mm -hmm. and the ones that get negative messages are not as beautiful looking, mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting. Like it just, I, I don't know. I mean, it depends on how woo woo you want to get into it. Exactly. Right. Like, right, right. but I think there is some truth to the fact that like we are vibrational beings and that we live in a vibrational universe and the vibration you put out is really important. And I think I've really seen this like echoed in my life and that like I'm pretty happy. And when I interact with people, I try to be really kind. And that's not to say like I let myself get taken advantage of or anything, but I try to always treat people with kindness, whether they're friends or strangers or even somebody I don't like very much. And I typically have really good experiences with people, right? Like I, like I should maybe not like say this, but like I've never gotten anything stolen. I haven't had anybody like really harm me and like I mean that's very fortunate right like not right. everybody has that experience like depending on where you live sometimes things are out of your control but then there are other people that I just know that have like a similar sort of like living situation as me that kind of come from the same sort of privilege that will tell me all these horrible stories mm -hmm. about how they've had such negative experiences mm -hmm. and I'm like man like how their car has been stolen so many times and like we live in the same town right, right. so I'm like that's that's just kind of crazy. And I think like the energy you put out really does come back to you. And so like be mindful of the energy you're putting out, which really all starts with like your own internal processing, your own thoughts and behaviors. Mm -hmm. And if you can put something positive out, you get something positive back. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't even think that's woo woo and I know you don't either, but I mean like, yeah, there are some people who think that, but even just from a very straightforward point of view, if you think about it, it's like, if you're nice to the person in front of you, you know, they're more likely going to be like, you know what? Hey, let me, let me be nice to you back. Right. You know, it's just a re reciprocity kind of deal. And right. I, I do believe it equates to a larger picture where you can do small little helpful things without the expectation of it being returned. And then it just returns naturally. That's totally. my belief on that. But uh, yeah, so it's so interesting. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like you just like you view the world as like people want to do their best. And I really, really believe that. Mm -hmm. Like I think that people for the most part are trying to do their best and maybe you catch them on a bad day and they're feeling upset. And so like if I, you know, see somebody in like the supermarket line that's being kind of rude mm -hmm. or something, I sort of just try to smile at them and like spread as much kindness as I can because I don't know what they're going through that day. But really, like, the more positive positivity you can put out, the more it's going to come back. And I think, like, 
you know, there's a lot of people wanting to do good, right? I think that's like a real like hole in our society right now. People are kind of like looking for the spiritual, even if they may not call it that, that there's like a lacking Mm -hmm. that we want this community. We want this spirituality where, you know, however you find that. And I think one way you can really do good is just by being kind to everybody you meet. And, you know, that's just a very small, but very effective way to like, spread ripples of goodness yeah no you're you're 100 correct um also like for gratitude practice i was hearing that when the like most effective gratitude that your body like how do i explain that so like your brain shows like the specific wavelength or whatever of receiving gratitude uh, at the highest level when receiving recognition So Mm -hmm. like if someone writes you a letter of gratitude, like, Hey, Heather, thank you so much for your yoga class or your teaching or whatever, your brain like immediately goes into this like state of just gratitude. And, Mm -hmm. and so I think like you're saying, like just being nice, giving people the benefit of the doubt, understanding the saying, like hurt people, hurt people, you know, and just, yeah, like you said, give people the benefit of the doubt, I think is going to create that ripple because now they're receiving that gratitude and nice nice feelings from you, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. Gratitude practice. So, so important, right? Mm -hmm. Like you did a whole podcast on this. I totally listened to it. I was like, this is great shit. Uh, I mean, I spent like probably a year and a half with like a really serious gratitude journal where every night I'd write down five things I was grateful for that day. And now like they still do that practice, but it's a little more internal. Mm -hmm. And I find myself when I'm having a hard time, when I'm feeling really negative to try and shift that like thinking into like, okay, in this moment, what is something I can be grateful for? Because there's always something Mm -hmm. and just trying to shift that mindset so that from there on out, you start to have a better experience because you know, negativity is only going to spiral and it's sort of the same with positivity. If you kind of switch that thinking, the positivity will compound. And it's, I don't know if you've ever read the book Buddha's brain. No. Oh, super recommend it. It's really cool. Um, I read it for like a yoga teacher training, but it's really connecting gratitude with like neuroscience. And mm-hmm. so like as a science geek, I was kind of like really into this. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm learning all the different parts of the brain and how it works. And like, you know, what you said like just a few minutes ago about like us being kind of like pre-wired to focus on the negative, mm-hmm. they go into all of that and how like oh, wow. evolutionarily we are pre-wired to focus on the negative because that's what keeps us alive, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. run away from the tiger yeah. because if you don't focus on that, well, then you're not going to survive. Exactly. So we're pre-wired to focus on the negative, but like in our modern times, we don't have those sorts of threats anymore. Yeah. And so we end up blowing things out of proportion that like, you know, somebody's negative comment on Instagram is going to throw us into a whole spiral that like normally you'd get from like, you know, running away from a snake or Mm -hmm. something. And it, it's just completely overblown. And so we have to almost rewire the brain and Buddha's brain goes into all of that about how, like, if you have a gratitude practice that you can really change the way that you think, which is pretty cool. No, you're, you're absolutely correct on that. Um, gratitude is the everyday attitude. (laughs) No, um, it, it really is though. Uh, if, you feel that you can't find something to be gratitude or grateful for, then like you're just not thinking hard enough because if you're alive, that means there are like a million things going correct for yeah. you to like be alive, you know? Um, 
the sun is shining. It hasn't right. exploded. <laughs> you know, the earth is still spinning. Like, uh, your car still works. Like, it just everything. There's there's so much that goes right every single day, but it's just the bad things that we always right. focus on, obviously. Um, right. And that's really, like, that's so huge. I, I, that's cool. I didn't know you did the um, gratitude journal, though. Did yeah. you, like, really feel, like, super just a change in your thinking or I did. Um, it was at a time in my life where I was kind of going through, I mean, I was just going through it. I mean, we were friends at this time, you know, like mm-hmm. I was married and I got divorced and mm-hmm. it was a time when I was just feeling really dispassionate. I was like, is this all there is? Like, am I just going to be doing this job until I retire living in this house, married to this person? Like, is this what it's going to be like? And I just sort of felt trapped and I was like, I want more adventure. I want more spontaneity. I want more. This can't be it. And I mean, I was so young. I was like 30 Mm -hmm. and that's a pretty shitty way to feel when you're 30 years old. And so I started doing, I mean, I started doing yoga. I started doing yoga teacher training and I started doing things like journaling and trying to focus on the gratitude. And it really gave me the confidence to like start to focus on the positive more for sure, because I had a like a more negative mindset at that time. I would really be hard on myself. I would talk down to myself a lot. And I had to really go through the practice of like, how do I change the words I say to myself to be mm-hmm. more kind to me? Mm-hmm. It was very easy for me to be kind to others, but to myself, yeah. so hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I find that like, that's something that a lot of people can relate to is like, we are very hard on ourselves. And I thought, I'm not really getting anywhere good by just constantly tearing myself down. And so I really had to like, the gratitude journal helped. And then like, just, you know, when you're in your car and you're listening to your own thoughts and you go, wait a minute, is that a positive thought? Is that leading me somewhere good? I can choose to keep thinking that Mm -hmm. and it's going to make me feel pretty shitty Mm -hmm. or I could think this other thing and feel better. And that's a, that's a choice I can make. Right. And so that helped me start to change my mindset to now it, it being a lot more natural Um, And that's sort of the same thing they talk about in Buddha's brain, that it's hard work at first and then it starts to become like, it's almost like those like neural connections that we have in our brain. Mm -hmm. The more you use them, the more like, you know, they wire together, right? Well, wires together, fires together, fires, Mm -hmm. wires together, something like like that, that. right? There's a Mm -hmm. saying, (laughs) I'm like, I'm not a neuroscientist, but the more you follow those neural pathways, the more it becomes habit and Mm -hmm. like it just isn't as hard work anymore. Mm -hmm. So it really like led me to like just change my life and find something that's a lot more positive, a lot more fulfilling for me. And I mean, it just was a good process. Well, I'm happy like you've gone through that process. And uh, also that kind of comes back to the whole topic of like, you never know what someone's going through because if, at that time, like I always just saw you and I was like, ah, Heather, she's awesome. She's so nice, blah, blah. But like, I don't know what's going on in your head. I don't know what your self-talk is and all that. And so, um, yeah, that is, that's really huge. Like to give people the benefit of the doubt because you don't know what someone is dealing with or going through. And so, um, yeah, because like we play it off really well. We put masks on, you know, and, and mental health is so huge and such an important thing. So, just be nice to people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally. And the thing is like, if you're nice to somebody and you see their face light up, then that gives you something back too, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I felt like, oh, I gave a little positivity to this person, like that helps me as well. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, one thing that I think like I also like read recently, I don't know if you've ever like read anything by Abraham Hicks. Like I, I haven't, I know who he is, but I have yeah, not. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. So she's, I don't know. Like the stuff that she puts out is like kind of interesting. Um, 
and I don't like 100% like buy into all of it, but one of the practices that she has is like, if you're in a really bad spot, just choose the next better thought, right? Cause it's not always easy to be like, oh, I'm so grateful for my home. If like you just got kicked out or like if things are really falling mm-hmm. apart, mm-hmm. like that's really falling apart and it's mm-hmm. okay to feel bad too. Like I don't want to make mm-hmm. it seem like, oh, everybody just be happy all the time. Cause that's not real. You got to be real, but also like, in this practice, Abraham Hicks just says, choose the next best thought. So like, if you're feeling like, oh, this is such a hopeless situation, maybe the next best thought is, I'm angry at my landlord. And that is a little more empowering. And then the next best thought is, you know, I'm going to find something a little better than where I'm at right now. And like this situation is going to move me forward, you know, however that works, but just choosing the next best thought, like maybe it's not super gratitude. It's not super positive, but it's a little better than where you are right now. And that's just like the little baby steps, you know? And that's kind of how it got me out of like feeling like, is this it to mm-hmm. being like, I love my life. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually really good because, uh, Another thing too is like you can't lie to your brain. It can differentiate truth right. from from uh, uh, not truth, you know, uh, lies. And so finding the next best thought—that's the first time I've ever heard that. That was really um, that is very powerful because you know sometimes like if you try to always just like good, 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 you know, it's like you kind of uh, deny the fact that there's also bad. And right. so it's understanding that there's bad, but you also don't have to dwell on that bad. Like let it happen. You can feel it, all that, right. but then choose to move to a neutral or positive state of mind. Right. right and right. choosing the next best thought is that that's a really right. uh, powerful tool, I think. Right. And if something really tragic happens, you know, give yourself time to process, give yourself time to grieve, to mm-hmm. be angry. All those things are necessary stages. Mm-hmm. But don't like live in that place to where you never move forward. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like, I feel like it's the yogis that say that, um, you know, life, like pain is inevitable, but suffering is imposed, right? Like mm-hmm. we do that to ourselves. If we're causing suffering, like long after the event has happened. And sometimes we cause suffering when nothing has happened, when like mm-hmm. kind of everything is all right, but you're just like constantly picking at yourself. Like mm-hmm. that's the time to start really digging in and doing the work and saying like, I'm not going to do this to myself anymore, which is really why I love like being a teacher and like teaching these practices because I see so many people that just kind of prevent themselves from succeeding before they ever even really try. And I love, love empowering people to like go beyond what they thought was possible to be like, you can do the handstand, you can do the barrel roll, Like you can do like the crescent pose, like whatever it is, like you can do something you didn't think was possible if you just give yourself the chance to explore it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, that's very true. And on that note though, Heather, you're like such a natural teacher though. Um, I really do. I love like, uh, you're really able to project kind of just good emotions and feelings to people. So that's, that's really cool. I think you're definitely like in your Dharma and your passion, right? Like you're, you're in your purpose, right? Um, whether it's teaching yoga or not, or, or teaching kids, you know, um, that's really cool. And then, yeah, there's a, there's a health, um, like, a I think it was like, who was like Hippocrates or someone said before you decide to heal someone, make sure they're ready to let go of what's, giving them the ailment. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's so true because there's many times where I've tried working with people uh, like 
family of my own and I can give them all the information, tell them all the facts, like what they should do, blah, blah, blah. But like if they are not ready to let go of the old ways of what got them to where they're at and change, then I mean, it's going to go nowhere. Yeah, you know? it's not going to happen. Yeah, and you can't force it and that's not... It's not healthy for you because then you end up living in this place of like frustration of like, why can't they just see? Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's like, if you think about yourself too, like anytime you're in a bad spot, sometimes it's hard to let go of those feelings. It's hard to let go of like the self pity or the old habits. Like it has to come from within. And I mean, having coaches is great, but they've got to be ready. You can't force it on someone. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it's a super cliche, but it's true. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? So they got to just be like in the place of being ready for it. And I think there's something to be said for just being the example and like showing people through your own example, through your own life and like living a happy, positive, healthy life of like, I'm here, I'm doing this thing. And like, it wasn't easy, but I'm doing it and I'm happy and I'm fulfilled and I'm healthy. And you kind of like provide that example that's so powerful it's almost more powerful than words like just telling somebody like this is what you should do is not as effective like then showing them and I know this just from like raising my daughter like she watches how I live my life like she watches how I keep my home even like she used to be super messy and I was like oh man like what am I gonna do with this kid and then eventually she just started wanting to organize stuff and I think it's all just from watching me because I'm like the one who's always organizing cleaning keeping things in order and it just little things like they pick up on watching you and you can be that example to people anywhere like whether it's your kids or your family or you know whoever yeah no that's so true um leading by example is literally the best way to do it and yeah, leading the horse to water, not drinking. I mean, I'm not going to call out my family member, <laughs> but um, they were going through a serious disease and I straight up told them, hey, look, your habits and like lifestyle brought you here. So you have to understand that something needs to change in order for you to move past this, right? Because um, it's like, you know, uh, with modern day science, like, uh, and all of our you know, surgeries and things that we can do, you know, we can get rid of the symptoms typically and we can clear out, um, actually there's a doctor, Dr. G or something like that. I'll, I'll, I'll tag him. Um, he was talking about breast cancer and how you can go in there and clear out all of the, the, um, cancerous cells, the tumor, everything like that. But if you don't change the soil, so if you think about it like a garden, it's like you have um, all these weeds growing and you can go yeah. and pull all these weeds out, but yeah. what's going to happen? They're just going to grow back, right? right? Because you haven't changed the soil. So you right. have to change that soil, your body, meaning the things you eat and the information you consume, all of that. So literally changing your soil to change what it produces, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, that was a little bit of a tangent, but um, yeah, so then I, I, I tried to give all these recommendations and that person is slowly coming around to them, which is great. Um, a lot of the times it's because friends of this person is like telling them to do things and they're, oh, hey, have you heard of collagen? Oh my God, get I out of here. I just told you this. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, when my boyfriend listens to this, he's going to be like, that's you, babe. You do this all the time. I tell you to do something and then someone else says it and you do it. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I think that's just how we operate in the world. You know, the people closest to us, we kind of like, we hear them. Maybe we're not always listening. And then it's like random person will come out and say something. You're like, oh, wow. You know? I know. This groundbreaking thing that mm -hmm. like they've been telling me forever. Yeah, we have blind spots. It's true. For sure. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's incredible, Heather. Um, man, I feel like we could keep going on I know, <laughs> how much right? we're going to keep cool doing. There's always cool stuff to talk about with you. <laughs> yeah, um, literally Heather got here and I think for the first hour and a half, um, Ashley, Heather and I just were shooting the breeze. <laughs> yeah, We have a lot of catching up to do. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but Heather, I think I'm going to have us wrap this up. So is there any last point you want to do is there um you know obviously tell people what's the best way to contact you reach out to you stay in touch yeah I mean I just like encourage everybody out there to like if you're not happy in whatever situation you're in just know that it's not the end it's not forever and like even if it feels like it's insurmountable right now and you're living in a place that you don't want to live or you know with a person you don't want to or in a job you don't want know that everything can change nothing is constant and just believe in yourself and like find those positive outlets. Just keep looking for the next best thought, the next best influence, the next best, you know, thing that makes you feel good and follow that, like use that to help you, you know, just launch yourself into something that feels right for you really. And however that works for, for listeners, just, you know, it can be done. It definitely can. And you can change the world just by being a happier person. Like I really believe that. That, like it starts small a hundred percent because the only person you control is yourself right and sure. leading by example and it, and so really the best way to create change is to work on yourself be the best version of yourself possible what you want to see in the world and then the world will naturally kind of see you and, and adapt right yeah hundred percent I mean it was like what you were just saying about your family member like you can tell them all they want, but they may not listen. But if you show them, then it's going to be something they see and want to like take on Mm -hmm. and, you know, just be, be that like positive influence. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody has that potential, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, people want to reach out to me, please do. I mean, for sure they can just email me. It's heathermarillo at gmail.com. Super easy. Uh, Heather Murillo on Instagram. And then if they want to do some handstands with me and like learn how to get the fuck off the wall, then please do GTFO the wall.teachable.com. I absolutely love that name. Um, <laughs> and yes, if you guys aren't following her, um, do so now. She's an incredible person and just a beautiful soul. I, I, I mean, I can't say enough good things. She's been uh, just a great friend in my life. She has uh, helped me out in many ways, even though she doesn't know it. Some of those shavasanas were amazing. Um, so yeah, she's a great person. Please go follow her or just get in touch or take her class or whatever. I don't care what you do. Just get in touch with her. Um, <laughs> she deserves it. So yeah, um, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for this episode. Sweet. Thanks for having me on, Evan. Thank you so much, Heather. Um, we're going to go do some acro now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, you guys already know the deal. Do everything with good intentions and peace. This podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. Evan Roberts is not a medical professional and this podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. Statements and views expressed on this show are not medical advice. This podcast, including Evan Roberts and any guests on the show, disclaims responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained in this episode. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a medical professional.